0: Good afternoon and good morning wherever you are in the world. Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily this Thursday afternoon. Trevor Hall here with a corporate introduction and an update. Happy to welcome in the CEO of Heliostar Metals, Mr. Charles Funk, Heliostar trades on the TSXV with HSTR and on the OTCQX with HSTXF. Uh, Charles, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. This is more along the lines. Start with an introduction. You've got multiple assets underneath the portfolio, both in Mexico and in Alaska. Uh, Let's focus on your Alaska project uh, because that seems to be the flagship underneath uh, the company. Uh, So uh, have at it.
1: Yeah, we've got a really exciting project in Alaska. So thanks for for having me on. We we own the Unger Project. Uh, it's in the Aleutian Islands in the Alaskan Peninsula. Um, so it's not what everyone expects when you talk about projects in Alaska, because we've got guys in the field this week. It's temperate. It's got nine ten-month field seasons, but most importantly, it's got high-grade gold. Um, there's a resource of nearly four hundred thousand ounces at thirteen point eight grams per ton gold. And we're there because we think it can be a lot bigger. And last year, even though the market was tough, we demonstrated some pretty exciting new zones. Um, Holes like three meters at three ounces gold in a new area. So we think we've got a big district and we're busily unlocking that.
0: Uh, So, I mean, obviously Alaska is not an easy place to explore. Now, what's some of the data that you're getting back to really understand more of the extent of these systems?
1: It's a really cool project. It's It's got a long history. It was Alaska's first underground gold mine. It, it went into production approximately 130 years ago and produced for about 30 years. And so that old mine had never been drilled around until we had success there last year. Um, there's another zone a couple of kilometres, a couple of miles away um, that's got the resource. And we also made a third discovery at Aquila. So... We know intermediate sulfidation systems. I won't lose your listeners too quickly. It's a type of deposit that's gold-rich at the surface and transitions to base metal-rich at depth. Mm. Um, we know them quite well. I was um, helped lead the discovery at Wiesler, a very similar kind of system, except this one's gold-rich and that one's silver-rich. So it's a big land package with lots of veins. There's a recipe on how you explore them based on what numbers you're getting back, whether gold-rich or, or, or silver and base metal components. And uniquely for us, it has this bonanza-grade gold event that gives it some of the highest grades that you'll probably hear of.
0: And that uh, that bonanza-grade, as you as you quoted it, is closer to surface. Can you talk to me about the base metals uh, below that? Is it more uh, zinc-led?
1: Correct. So our resource is entirely gold. It's just purely gold. Um, we know there's going to be base metals deeper um, in that zone. But the old mine's a great story. The old-timers produced between one hundred and 150,000 ounces at about 10 to 15 grams from surface. Um, but as they went deeper, and they went deeper the hard way, they sunk shafts and drug tunnels, so there was no drilling 130 years ago, they ran into what they call base metal ore. And for them, they couldn't recover that Um The old-timers used to crush the rock to a flour with a stamp mill, literally just pulverize it, and then run it over amalgam plates, which is a copper plate covered in mercury. And the rock flour would go over the top, and the gold being heavy, it'd go at the bottom and get caught into the mercury. As soon as you put base metals with the gold, it floats through with the rock flour, and they couldn't recover it. So for them, that's the reason the mine closed. Not because they ran out of ore, but because they got lead and zinc with their ore today that's super easy to recover there's hundreds of mines around the world that very profitably recover that mineralization but that's left us with this sort of um, there's this old mine manager called Frank Brown and we've got his Diaries and his maps and his reports and he tells us of these areas that there's a lot of potential deeper and that's what we're following up on uh, what so
0: what is the process for this year you know talk about targets you're going after what kind of drilling you are doing when uh, when you, when you maybe look at the end of the year, You know, what do you want to have accomplished at UNGA that, to bring to the market?
1: Yeah, so we're fortunate. The big challenge in, in North America as a whole is securing drill rigs at the moment. Mm-hmm. So we have a drill rig for July. We'll be underway drilling in July this year. We want to follow up on these open intersections that we drilled last year. So we've got multiple multi, multiple open intercepts on four different targets that we want to drill this year. Um, and we're also looking into the option of dewatering the mine. Um, we're just doing a scoping study on that at the moment and if we can do that we can physically get underground and sample the old mine so, the combination we want to get this year we want to expand the open intercepts and show that we're moving to resource drilling because then we can deliver a resource upgrade next year so lots of exploration success this year as a as a, as a base level to go hard next year and deliver a resource upgrade
0: uh, you mentioned this is a historical underground operation obviously do you if you know looking far far ahead do you see this continuing as an underground operation
1: that's the most likely result with what we have at the moment um it's got you know five to ten meter widths where the resource is um, we're lucky the veins are wide and high grade so that naturally lends to underground mining okay. um the interesting thing in this part of the world is it's been done before um there's an airstrip on on our properties on two islands anger and popov Um, One has a town of about 2,000 people in the summer, 800 people in the winter, and you can land a 737 on that airstrip. So we spend a lot of time telling people that this is not a remote, difficult project in Alaska. It's got a long field season. It's a lot more accessible than, than people think. It's actually... For for your listeners who know where the Golden Triangle is in BC, this project's further south, which not everyone naturally thinks about.
0: Mm. And it's very close. So I assume the uh, harsh winter months, uh, not as much snow, but maybe a lot more rain.
1: Correct. That's exactly what it is. Think weather more like Seattle with some stronger storms coming through. And ultimately that means it's, it's pretty simple for a year round operation. Um, we, we will get it to that point. I think once we make a material resource upgrade, uh,
0: you don't necessarily have an Alaskan accent. So can you give us an idea of how you came about this property? How long have you had it or how long has Heliostar been operating on it and kind of the genesis of it all?
1: Yeah, so Heliostar uh, is a relatively new company. Um, we're not yet two years old. Um, we went public and acquired Unger in the same transaction. We wanted a really exciting advanced project and we found it. As you touched on, i um, not your classic Alaskan. I'm originally an Australian. I live in Canada now. I have for the last six years. Um, my background is actually more mid-tier and major companies. Um, Oz Minerals, Newcrest are probably the most notable but I wanted to be more entrepreneurial, I moved to Canada, um, worked for a couple of small companies to, to learn the lay of the land in, in how the business worked over here, um, but most significantly I touched on, I'm on the board of Visla Silver and, and I was the sort of founding VPX, or the VPX, first VPX for Visla Silver and led that discovery. So I've been fortunate to have made a few discoveries. Uh, understand what it takes and we see that pedigree here and that's why we went after UNGA because it's a massive district that's got multi-million ounce potential in our opinion.
0: So what happens in, on UNGA until July when you start drilling? Will there be news from, from UNGA?
1: We think the first news will come with the drill program. Okay. We're just coordinating a drone mag survey um, that helps us out and so um, we'll be doing all the preparation work ahead of that. Um, as I touched on, we've just working the scoping study to work out what the timeline would be um, and the cost to dewater the mine or well, sort of the more accurate cost. we've got some ballpark costs in that two million dollar range. So we're just getting organized. We will have results from our drill program in Mexico in six weeks. We've got some pretty exciting but earlier stage projects in Mexico. Um, so we won't be quiet until then. There'll be some news flow from Mexico, um, which I sort of tell people is a reason to own shares today, and then the long-term reason to own shares is the portfolio that we have led by Unger.
0: All right, so let's do head down to Mexico and the work being done. Let's uh, give us a rundown of the assets in Mexico. Uh, You also had some latest results, drilling results from the Camaro project.
1: Yeah, so we've got three early-stage projects. They're, they're earlier stage than Alaska, um, but each of them, we think, have a lot of potential in their own right. We're drilling on Coomero at the moment. Um, it's ground completely surrounded on three sides by Silvercrest. If, if anyone knows Silvercrest and their El Picacho project, that's a sort of two-thirds of the district, and we own one-third of, of an epithermal district there. We got some great surface results last year, and we drilled those, and, and, and one of the reasons our share price isn't as strong as, A, we're a gold explorer, <laughs> and all gold explorers are down a bit at the moment. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. one is, to, to be frank, we missed on a good target. Um, we had you know 5 metres at 12 grams gold equivalent on surface, and we couldn't replicate those results because the rocks changed underneath. But we've got four more targets that we've drilled. We're waiting on results from. They're a long strike from known mineralisation. Um, the frustrating thing is the the assay turnaround at the moment, but it'll be about six weeks, and we'll have more results from there. So. A proven district, some really good targets, um, and sadly for me, a, a cheap entry point for people looking at Heliostar shares. <laughs> well,
0: you're not, you're not the only company with a cheap entry point right now, <laughs> as you rightfully mentioned. Uh, but you know, even if I, I mean, and I appreciate you saying that those those drill results missed. I mean, obviously, you weren't excited about them, neither was the market. But you know, you don't just miss; you you learn something from from misses. You get data back. I mean, so what did you learn from the, from the drilling? You, you did get returns from.
1: Yeah. So what we learned there, and, and so back a step, we're explorers. We take shots. You know, right. it was a one and a half, $1.7 million program. And if we hit, that's worth tens, possibly hundreds of millions of dollars. And that's the business we're in. We can't guarantee every target hits go back to the risk of, of using the visa analog too much. That was the seventh target that we drilled on the property. so. I have a philosophy that you generate in these kind of systems a lot of targets and you methodically test them. You don't know which one's going to surprise you, but in good districts you get good surprises. You also statistically get ones that don't work. What we learnt is on surface there's a good host rock that forms good veins that are well mineralised. So we know that we can form good mineralisation at Kumaru what we learned is underneath that in that particular location the rocks get a bit more crumbly they don't like forming good veins and then we didn't get the gold whereas those conditions uh, are more positive on the other targets that we drilled so yes we do learn we do refine our approach and we drilled those other four targets because we think they're exciting
0: so what do you do now you you've at Kumro you've got a couple assays pending still Uh, do you go back and, and and Do you have some more targets at Kumro? You know, what's the next step there?
1: Yeah, quite possibly. So we'll get those results back and they will dictate what, what we do as a follow-up program. The nice thing about Kumro, and, and we always talk for people who know Heliostar, and this isn't an introduction, there's mills within trucking distance of the property. So we're never going to be the long term owner of that property. It's going to be more valuable to someone else. So we looked at it as a short term option that ultimately we could sell and monetize. We could toll mill. We could JV. There's a whole series of options that allow us to more cheaply advance our flagship in Alaska. So depending on what those results are will dictate how we depend. We've got two other projects that um, need work and give us a nice seasonal balance as a company, you know, for those three months of the year that we can't work in Alaska. Um, we have news flow coming out of Mexico. So that will be dictated on those results. Um, The frustration with gold is you never know what you have until the assays come back. Um, That we'll have them, and then very shortly after, we'll be ramping up in Alaska. So there'll be good news flow over the next sort of three to six months coming out of Heliostar.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the other two projects in Mexico, uh, Oso Negro and La Lola.
1: So Osso Negro is quite exciting. We've got extremely high grades, you know, one to two kilo silver equivalent numbers on surface. Um, We've got that over three veins. Uh, What we're just waiting on is about six months ago, we acquired a whole package of land to the west of what we had. Um, And so we're just waiting for our title and drill permits. We think that'll take another few months. And then we've got a drill program we'd like to undertake at Osso Negro. Bonanza grade, never been drilled, exciting system. Um, La is a little more different. It's closer to Silver Tiger. Um, It's just there on one side of the valley and we're on the other side. It's a shallower system. Um, So that means what we know as geologists is that the sweet spot should be deeper in that based on how we understand rock textures and geochemistry and all the boffany things that we do as scientists. And so that needs a concerted effort to drill a little deeper. Um, we got veins up to 40 metres wide, we got surface samples up to 60 grams gold, so it ticks all the boxes. Um, I think we'll chase the high grade of Negro, and then we'll look at what's the next step there. What we really believe in Unger as the next catalyst for the company, and that's why we've put 85% of all the money we've ever raised into Unger. But you can look at our Mexican projects as almost free warrants. We, we advance them and they're cheaper to advance. Um, and we do it because we think there could be a company maker in each of those each of those properties. Mm. Uh,
0: tell me about the finances. Where, where does the bank sit? How much money do you have? And also, uh, what's the share count now for Heliostar?
1: Yeah, so we're 42 million shares out, up to 51 or 52 fully diluted. So very tight share structure. Um, critically, the board and management owns a fifth of that. Um, if you're took in our, our strongest institutional supporters and a couple of high net worth investors, you know we know 50% of the stock doesn't trade. So it's a very tight float, which is good when you put good results out and tough when the market's ebbing. Um, we'll have um, between around one and a half million dollars on completion of the Mexican drilling program that's just wrapping up. Um, and so that allows us to start incredibly. We can start drilling at Unger very cheaply. There's a target right next, um, you know, just a couple of, about a mile from the airstrip. Um, so we can start there very cheaply. Um, and then we've got a board meeting late this month, um, and that's going to finalize exactly what the scale of the program we undertake at Unger is. Uh,
0: it seems like there will be a financing sometime this year.
1: We're in the exploration business. You're always financing at some point. It's just watching the tea leaves to see, you know, you see, it's amazing the difference between the gold producers and the gold explorers at the moment, that difference has never been higher. So I think we'll see a tailwind coming into our sector and we're just gonna manage that as is prudent.
0: Yeah, so, and I've asked this question with a lot of other CEOs in your position with an exploration company. It seems there's yet to be a financing window in 2022. Uh, I would, I would seem to expect that there would be one coming given the price action in not only the gold metal, but also the majors and the producers. Uh, but it's, you know, there's still a lot of timid money that's staying out of this sector right now, Charles. And, you know, this isn't your first rodeo. How do you really kind of manage a company here that needs money to spend money to make money when you know that it's really tight?
1: That's an excellent question, um, and it's a question we've been talking a lot about as management with sort of two possible solutions in that, you know, when you're in the expiration phase, you know, you're relying on people funding that risk appetite. And that really hasn't been there for now, what, 12, possibly even 18 months since, mm-hmm. since the rush in 2020 into, into gold prices, uh, on the back of, sorry, strong gold prices. And so you can choose to stick to your guns and be very conservative with your capital structure like we have and just incrementally move your projects forward, um, which is where we're sort of focused at the moment. But we've also looked at other ideas where potentially you grow the scale of the company and you make it easier for the institutions to invest in you. And then if the generalist money does come in, like it looks like it is, uh, or it looks like it's set up to do, um, then... Then, then you get the best of both worlds or, or you min, you, know, you lose some of that lottery ticket potential but you're building a more sustainable company and we look at both options and, and we're open to both options if and when they make sense but I think, I think for people who are wondering when the time is to come into, um, into those gold exploration plays and um, this is our first time I'm not a person who always tells you to buy gold stocks every time I talk to someone I think that breakout you know you look at the record highs of the likes of newmont and some of the bigger producers relative to close to 52 week lows for some of the juniors that's not sustainable and will change so i think it's time to start dipping your toe in the water in the m and a targets and the expiration targets in the precious metal space
0: yeah uh, there is i you know in the sh- few years that i've been involved in this space i have never seen such a disconnect And so all that tells
1: you it has to change. We're not predicting how it changes, but... Historically, it's changed that the money's come down into earlier stage projects, and you can get some pretty explosive returns just by being early, separate right. from the discovery success. Right, right.
0: Well, very good point. Uh, Charles, let's leave it at that, because uh, you and I are going to be talking more frequently this year as news continues to come out of Heliostar from both Alaska and the Mexico projects. And so until next time, uh, be safe out there, and all the best to you and the team.
1: Thank you very much. Looking forward to it, it Trevor.
0: That's Charles Funk, CEO of HelioStar Metals. Again, trading on the TSXV with HSTR and on the OTCQX with HSTXF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining stock daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein.